May 31st, 2020. Welcome to the 16th episode of the Personal Dating Assistance Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Violet. What's up, everybody? Um, thank you all for tuning in, taking some time out away from the chaos. Uh, it's a weird time. There are riots everywhere. There's COVID everywhere. But you know what else is everywhere? Online daters. And that's a good thing. Today's episode features an older conversation that I found from one of my members who was living near Chicago. Um, of course, I was running on his behalf, so we'll get a little bit of a insight as to what I I like the way I like the message and what I think is good. Um, it includes a risky opening message, a Facebook request from her, and crickets after pulling the trigger for her phone number. Um, I will give all my thoughts on that. And what I think you should be doing if you are ever in a situation that is similar. Um, but first, I'd like to go over what personaldatingassistance.com is. And then I will get into the conversation. Personaldatingassistance.com is designed to help people with their online dating experience. Online dating is more popular now than it's ever been. Therefore, there is no better time than now to want to have that edge over the competition. That's where we come in. Personal dating assistants want to help you get that date by making sure the world sees the very best version of yourself. Your monthly subscription allows us to take over your online dating profile. We will write your bio. We will help you message. We will help message those who we think is a good match for you and who we think that you would like us to target. All this is based on a personality deep dive. Personality deep dive is... It's an interview where we learn about you and we help bring out your most attractive qualities, excuse me. Also, for no extra cost, we're available for coaching, consultation, and we even give you photographer referrals. We're here to help find dates for the person that has those 100-hour work weeks and just doesn't have the time to send out those incessant messages. Or, for the one who doesn't really have a grasp on what works best for finding a date. Um, This podcast will feature a different analysis each episode. Take it from actual online conversations from the archives of members who have signed up for our service. Of course, for the sake of their privacy, their real names will never be disclosed. So I'll be switching everything to Tom and to Julia. In this podcast, I will be discussing strategy on how to open a conversation, how to keep them hooked, how to avoid the mistakes that other people make, and how to close a conversation and earn yourself a phone number. All this will be based on a bunch of different factors such as momentum of the conversation itself, the type of person you're chatting with, the time of day, all that kind of stuff. So, let's get into it. Now, this girl that we were messaging, um, she did not have a written bio. The conversation comes from Tinder. She had she had a bunch of photos, but just no writing in her profile. Um, I think she had seven or eight um, which is good, which helps me lean toward think she's, she was real and not a bot. She wasn't, it's not like a, there are three photos. Um, hey, here's my Snapchat. Here's my email. I'm looking for a hot guy, all that shit. No, it wasn't any of that. We were pretty sure she was real. Um, one of, one photo is of her art. Another one was of her, uh, makeup. Two in her black leather biker jacket, which kind of stood out. Another one next to her motorcycle, which kind of stood out. One with her pit bull, and I forget the other ones. But um, when someone doesn't have a bio, it makes it tougher to find a good opener. Um, there's nothing to go from. Or does it? 
Think about this. Let's just say that they're a huge fan of The Office. And for those of you that are regular listeners, know that I love The Office as much as the next guy. The next guy, but I but I hate I hate for it to be referenced in a dating profile. But let's just say she does. That would mean nine out of ten guys are mentioning um, The Office in their opening statement, right? And and if we were a, if we were a dummy, we would be too, or we should be too. But now, with nothing in her profile, it leaves the door wide open to take the conversation anywhere we want to go. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. It might be a little bit tougher for people that don't really know how to open a conversation without the copy and paste. They want to do the, hey, hello, how are you? Which is safe, I get it. Doesn't work too much, but I can understand why you'd want to do that. If there's no writing, might be tough, but you're not dead in the water. Now, what I was thinking, because of the pit bull, because of the bikers, excuse me, the bikes, the, 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 the leather jacket, I classify, I put this girl into the badass stereotype. And we've dealt with badasses before in this podcast. My general rule of thumb is to take the snarky route, stand your ground, but do not be disrespectful or too pushy. I found that they want someone that could keep up, someone that isn't afraid to take a risk or two, but knows when to take a step back and let them take the lead. Um... I already knew what she was going to say when I gave her the choice in this opening message you're about to hear. But it felt good. Excuse me, but it I felt it was good to give her an option just in case, you know, just to see if she puts her money where her mouth is with the vibe she was giving off in her photos. The vibe she was giving off is very distinct to me. She didn't seem like a be home by curfew at 7.30, um hit the books type of girl, uh, happy, um, wineries, uh, sundresses. I wasn't really getting that vibe. This is more of, Hey, I'm the shit. I want you to be the shit. I like pit bulls. I like motorcycles. I got a leather jacket. Come mess with me. That, that type of thing. So all that being said, I hit her with this. Julia, Based on that leather jacket, I think I could get away with sending a a snarky opening message and you'll be fine. It's a gamble, I admit it, but what should I do? So I give her an option. Knowing what she's going to say, I know she's going to want to hear it. So she replies, I say go for it. And then I say, which is very risky, but this is what I say. Is there a ring in your nose? Because nobody will put one on your finger? I hope not. You don't need no man. So let's let's take a moment. Let's take a moment of think and, and think of how risky that message is. I recognize I don't mind taking a shot. I think it, I don't mind taking a shot if it could pay off. She needed a message that is gonna grab her attention shows that shows that you're not a pushover and this is a good testing testing of the waters to see if you know where her sense of humor is at i feel like anything could be funny um i think that there's some things that that are tough you know hot topics of course uh abortion gay marriage uh domestic violence uh gun control all the hot topics right that it's it's they're delicate situations, they're delicate topics, but, you know, I find a lot of things funny, but I also think about 
why, you know, being a white male, you know, middle class, Catholic, uh, straight, um, like a lot of things I'm not too sensitive about besides religion. That's my, that's my thing I get sensitive about. So, but when I hear a stand up com- comedian talk about religion, I think to myself, oh God, that's not funny. But why isn't it funny? Just because it, you know, hits home with me? No, it's still a good quality joke, which which I try to recognize. So we're in, in this message here. We're trying to see where she's at, um, see if she could handle a joke. And I'm guessing she, she realizes that we're being playful. You know, it's not really attacking her character. We know nothing about this girl. We're not calling her names. We're not being gross. It's a stupid joke. And it, with like a choose your own adventure, she didn't have to pick it, but she picked it. So she got it. She comes back with, I just shared that with my group chat with my friends with the, the laughy, the laughing uh, emoji. She sent three of them. Hey, Tom, you look kind of great. If you can tell that from a dating profile. So it works. She shared it with her friends, which is either a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, I said, so they either love me or hate me already. Perfect. And that's very sweet of you. Do I still look great? You matched with me 12 days ago. And I've been trying to think of a witty reply ever since then. Ha, I think you look pretty good now, she says. You still have that charm, I see. Please keep it up. How's it going? So, in, re- in regard to the 12-day thing, um, they did match 12 days ago. And this particular member has been getting messages and matches left and right across multiple profiles. Um, this one just kind of slipped through the cracks. Um, so just because you matched with someone days ago, doesn't mean you don't have a shot anymore. It's the kind there, if there was an initial attraction, she swiped right on you for a reason, you know, four or five days ago, you're probably still attractive, right? You haven't really screwed up. She might've been playing like a cat and mouse. So he better message me first, or she could have been busy, slipped up for, forgot it. Who knows? The point is. I'm addressing the elephant in the room and I try to make light of it. You matched with me 12 days ago and I've been trying to think of a witty reply ever since then. Well, I said reply, but I meant witty opener, but you know what I mean? So it's, it's good to just address it right away and, and, and move on. Um, so I said, how's it going? Good. Beautiful weather and the day off, she says with a smiley face. Nice. I've had some work to do today. But a little less busy than yesterday. I see we're both basically consultants. Coincidence or conspiracy? So, although there was no writing in her profile, I did say that she lives in Chicago and her job title is just consultant. Didn't say a consultant of what. But that was just stuff she filled in. It's not like she was like writing a big paragraph like like a, like in her, her bio. That was just... Like, that's the same thing if she wrote female, straight consultant you know the 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 general stuff that people write in their in their tinder um profiles um conspiracy she says i really like where your head's at what types of things do you advise on so i asked this question and she kind of skips over it and i think i ask again later on the conversation which is weird but I don't know yet why she hasn't replied. I I haven't forgotten, but I don't want to keep asking. 
I don't want to call Ron for not asking. She saw the message. We'll, 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 we'll handle that in a second. But she says, let's see. What neighborhood are you in? I'm in River North, but biked up north and took my parents' dog to the beach. I live in Hinesdale. Not too far. And by biked, you mean on your Harley or bicycle, I say. Bicycle, she says. Now this next joke, I think I did this joke before. But I said, ah, I'm glad, bicycle, I'm glad we're giving this conversation a tour to chance. And no, Detroit is far. Far, hold on, wait a second. What types of things? There we go. All right, so she had said bicycle and Hinesdale, that's a little far, don't you think? And that's when I said, ah, I'm, I'm glad we're living this. I'm glad we're giving this conversation a tour to chance. No, Detroit is far. Hinesdale's not. Far is, in, is, is, far and beauty are both in the eye of the beholder or something, right? Is it too far for us to continue chatting? I wasn't trying to be perfidious. I live in Hinesdale and work in Chicago. To me, it's a hop, skip, and a jump. So just for some clarification, his profile says that he's new to the Chicago area. Um, it sounded like wherever she's living, she thinks that Chicago and Hinesdale are just a little bit too far from, from each other. And I respect that. You know, I said... Um, is it too far for us to continue chatting? Because I want to know right then and there. The ball's in her court. I, I'm not trying to just sweep it under the carpet. If it's a general concern for you, that's fine. We could stop chatting here. I think that's the best way to handle it. I don't think you should disregard it at all. Um, and then I threw in the word perfidious to show that, you know, we have a little bit of brains. I think that's good. Women like, women like smarts. But I also tried to... So I answered, I answered her question where, where we live exactly. It's not necessarily Chicago per se, but you know, it's 20, 25 minutes outside of it. And then I tried to minimize it and ease her mind a bit. You know, it's just a hop, skip and a jump away. It's not that far implying that if we were to have a date, I wouldn't mind driving to you 20, 15 or 20, 25 minutes, whatever the number is. And a, a little joke, right? F- far is in the eye of the beholder or something. I I think that's some type of saying. That's what I said, literally. And I also said beauty, because I think the real saying is beauty is in the eye of the beholder, meaning it's subjective, right? What's, what's actually funny? What's, what's, what's beautiful? What's far? That's all up to, that's all based on your, your point of view, correct? So no, it's okay, she says, which is good. And then she also says, do you own a place out there? I do, yes. I've been all over for the for uh, for recent years. I lived in most states, Orange County, um, California, which was which was pretty fun. My plan is to stay here. I think Chicago. I think the Chicago pizza is keeping me around. And what's your story? So as soon as I sent the first message, me saying I lived in most states, I've been all over. I didn't want her to start to worry that we're the type of guy that's going to be on the move. You know, we're just here temporarily, or we're just a tourist. Or we got caught in a lie saying we are just visiting. We're not here for the weekend. All that, I wanted to put it to the side and reassure her that the plan is here to stay, which it is. That's it. My member says that he is here to stay. 
Um, and then I ask about her. I say a little bit about me, but I don't want to ramble on too much. And then I ask what her story is. She randomly says, I really want pizza tonight, she says. My story is I grew up here. Lots of exclamation points all over the place she's using. I went, went to undergrad and grad here, but was gone for a few years and been living in Baltimore. I worked in urban schools for several years there before pivoting to the private sector with business school. I've never been to Hinesdale, actually. Very much a city girl. Do you have Facebook? Now, so we learned a little bit about her, and when she said, I really want pizza tonight, could have been that she was looking for a date right away, like she wanted me to come and say, yeah, let's go get pizza tonight. It sounded like what she was saying, um, but we're not quite sure yet, and we don't want them to give them the upper hand, especially her yet. And then give her an opportunity to shut us down. So let's just say, yeah, pizza would be awesome. What do you say we meet at um, uh, Pepe's Pizza at 8 o'clock tonight? And then she's like, no, I can't. Or no, I'm not ready for that yet. Like it gives her totally all the momentum in the upper hand. If she baits us into saying, gives us a chance that we could have a date tonight. And then she turns us down. No, we're not going to fall for that. So the Facebook thing. She goes, do you have a Facebook? And I said, yes, I have a Facebook. Well, look up Julia Jones and send me a request. My photo is of me wearing a red shirt. I'm real, I promise. So I say, I heard Baltimore is crazy and it has some insane sections and it's super dangerous. I'm glad you made it out alive. Oh, and I believe you're real. I'm just thinking we're not ready quite yet to be Facebook friends. What if you don't like me? What if... What if you don't like one of my recipes that I post? That could be detrimental. But that doesn't mean I don't want to move things in a forward direction with you. What's a guy got to do to earn your phone number? All right, so let me explain all of this. I think it's a terrible, terrible idea to become Facebook friends with a total stranger, let alone a girl that you're trying to pursue, you want to get a date with, and it opens up so many uh, such a can of worms potentially what about all those old posts you did where oh man old videos of you shotgunning beer and and what if you posted something stupid or sexist or dumb or all that stupid stuff she's you're opening up to all the, the dirty laundry and skeletons in the closet and not good also things don't work out you guys have a first date or whatever then and then it's uh, you do delete her then things do work out day or two you're supposed to like her photos like you're supposed to send her like it's it's too complicated oh I you were at the beach last week let me like this photo I don't want to but I don't want to creep and I want to look at your bikini photos I can't like posts from six months ago all this unnecessary unnecessary shit that you don't have to do Facebook bad idea and the way to get around it is saying, I just don't think we're quite ready yet to be Facebook friends, which is fair. That's a fair thing to say. You say that you have one, which I guess what you can do is say, here's my name. If you're comfortable with that, she looks you up, see if you sees that you're real, which I understand. There's some, there's some creepers out there and there's some bots. She might be on her guard. Totally get it. 
don't send a friend request. Don't ever be Facebook friends with them, especially in the beginning stages. I think it takes weeks to at least two, three weeks to even put that idea on the table. Um, but you guys are Facebook friends, but you guys are still on Tinder, like going on dates with other women and guys and stuff. Like, I don't know. I don't like it. So yeah, I mean, I, we make, make a joke out of it. I think that was good the way, that way I handle it. What if you don't like one of my recipes that I post that could be detrimental. So she can't really argue with that, but you're saying that, you know, you still want to move things in a forward direction. What's her phone number? Let's text. So here's what happens. I send that message and there's nothing. She says nothing. This is at maybe about eight, nine o'clock at night. The conversation was going well. She doesn't say anything. The next day, we got to get her back because she's a great match. Client, remember, I think you'd really like her. What do we do? So I poke, poke, poke fun at her a little bit. I say, if you're still thinking of an answer, it's okay. We could come up with one together. So she laughs, which is great. H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A. So we got her back, right? She might not have been ready. She might, a few things could have happened. She might not have been ready for the phone number thing. She might have thought it was sketchy that we didn't give her the Facebook information. She might have been, uh, her feelings could have been hurt that, you know, we turned her down. Like she was being vulnerable. She put herself on the ledge like, hey, let's be Facebook friends, like innocently. And we turned her down. We don't know yet. We don't have our answers yet. That being said, still a bad idea. Whatever the reason, whatever, whatever happened, hurt, hurt her feelings. She thinks we're sketchy, whatever it is, still bad. Don't give in just because, you know, she's upset. I, I don't, I don't recommend that. So I say, I would still like to shoot you a text that has not changed. What would be a good answer, she says, in reference to what's a guy got to do to earn your phone number? Okay, the original question. And what's your favorite Chicago pizza place? So she sends two things, two questions. To answer her first, I put in quotes. He has to be chivalrous and not use one swear in a Tinder conversation with me. He's got to be handsome. And then boom. And then in parentheses, oh, and maybe Gino's? I don't think Uno Pizzeria counts. Why? Why doesn't it count? She says, and it's Pizzeria. She corrects my spelling. P-I-Z-Z-E-R-I-A instead of P-I-Z-Z-A-R-I-A. Because they're all over, I say. Even in like Springfield, Massachusetts, that doesn't count. It's not an authentic Chicago spot. Okay, I feel strongly about this. Those aren't real. They sold their name. So this is good. It's developing this conversation. It's starting to have some depth. It's at, it's at the surface. We're not getting down into the down into the ocean, digging into it. We're not having a personality deep dive or anything with this girl, finding out her hopes, dreams, fears. No, we're talking solely about pizza, but it, she might be a big pizza aficionado for all we know. I feel strongly about this. Those aren't real. They sold their names, she says. I come back with, ah, it's ER. Maybe that's why it doesn't count. The pizzeria is the one that counts. So you're a consultant on pizza parlors. So I, she's not getting away with this one. I already asked what she does for work and she, she never did say it back in the original conversation. Why does she get to tell us what type of consultant she is? Is she an actual consultant? 
I grew up here knowing unos and dues, she says, a block apart, and started it all. We'd go on every special occasion, and mostly when Wisconsin fam came in town, and wait for hours to be seated even for lunch, and when they sold their name and diluted to the brand. Oh, and then they sold their name and diluted to the brand. Oh no, so I struck a nerve. I didn't mean to bring back bad memory, I say. But the real ones are still a block or two away from me, and they're the best. Typical Unos, I say. That's why I said it doesn't count. Yeah, that's why. They're sellouts. How can you spell pizzeria and memory wrong, but then use the word perfidious correctly in a sentence? So I, so I did accidentally spend me, spell memory wrong. So I wrote M-E-M-O-R-I-E. Uh, so yeah, she, she got us. She, she zinged us with that one. Um, but then we got to get, we got to get, we got to get the upper hand back. Maybe because I'm simultaneously trying to exercise and flirt with you. I really should be focusing on my stretching. So she, that earned her phone number whatever that was she it worked i didn't have to ask for it again uh i think she was probably saying ah touche like this guy did come back um in in retrospect had this played out differently i would have ended the conversation there on my terms went back to it later on that evening and then tried for the phone number again i wouldn't have tried for it right then and there I already tried, got shot down, you know, nine, ten hours ago, whatever the number is, the night prior. Can't be asking for it again just yet. Because it's like, please, can I text you? Please, can I text you? Please, can I text you? As opposed to my, one of the original messages to start the day. I'm like, I still want to text you. That hasn't changed because I do. But it's not like, like, how do I say this? It's not begging or pushing too much, like pressing too much. That's the word I'm looking for. I don't ever recommend doing that. So anyway, it worked. You know, gave she gave her phone number. I think this this girl was great. I think it was the whole thing was handled um, handled uh, professionally. Um, to sum up. If you're going to take a risky, if you're going to shoot a risky message, um, know your audience, you know, um, she seemed like she was, she was rough and tough and she could take a joke and she wanted, wants a guy with balls. So that's, that was my reason behind it, behind it. If it was, if we got the impression that she's a goody goody, you know, elementary school teacher, no offense, I'm not stereotyping, but a different type of girl. I don't know many element, uh, preschool kindergarten teachers that have Harleys. So if she's one of those, we might not want to go with that type of message, but you know, know your audience. As far as Facebook, uh, don't. After a couple weeks, sure, maybe consider it if you guys are starting to be exclusive. Why not? You know, open them up to, to, to your world. Don't open up the whole, all the show them all the dirty laundry and all that stuff beforehand. Also, don't. It screws things up. Liking stuff. Do you have to like it? Do you have to not like it? Am I supposed to post something? Did she see it? She didn't respond to me, uh, but she's posting something on Facebook. All that shit. Avoid all that for a while. Third thing, main thing. We've talked about this before. 
You don't get the first, you don't get the phone number that night. Send her a message the next day, letting you know it's not a big deal. Brush it off your shoulders. Try again. Later on, maybe the next night or the next day. Don't keep, don't, if you text that night, don't ask again the next morning. No, give it plenty of time. Build your stuff up, build the conversation, get her to like you, go from there. And now for email segment. Uh, this email was written by Billy. I'm not sure what his location was, uh, but Billy writes, Hi, Matthew. You had, you mad mentioned? Oh, you had mentioned in your earlier episodes that you were planning on having guests on. What's your reasoning that you have not? Do you still, still plan on doing it? Also, what's a good way to handle the whole pay the bill dilemma that people often have on a first date? You may have addressed this before, but I don't remember. Thank you, Billy. Billy, two very good questions. Uh, if, if I'm talking about why I'm not having a guest right now, literally, it's because of COVID. Um, before that, I've had I, I, the only person I could really, there are only two types of people so far I'd want to have on my podcast. Um, keep in mind, too, it's, too, it's still kind of new. You know, 16 episodes is not, I'm not like Joe Rogan or anything, but. First, first guest would be my girlfriend, of course. I still plan on doing that. You know, she could kind of fill guys in with what it's what it's like to date me. Uh, maybe squash my ego a little bit, which will be good. And then also, you'll get the girl's point of view on everything. Um, at the end of the day, I'm still a guy. And I don't know women as good as women know women, which I admit. Um... The second type of person I would like to have on my guest as a guest would be a single man. Maybe I could. I've kind of done it before. Um, I forget who it was. My buddy Gerard. I don't remember. And it, it was a bunch of episodes back. I, I think I conducted an interview with him and I read the interview that I did instead of having him as like a live guest on the podcast. Um, so it's in the works. I'm going to have it, uh, different, different guest ideas would be great. It's not like I'm friends with any, um, celebrities. Um, but yeah, friend, friends and stuff would be good. Maybe some family members could be a good idea right now. Literally there's nothing I could do with, you know, the whole COVID thing. But when things start opening up, that could be another option. If your second question, a good way to handle the pay the bill dilemma, I think it's always good from a guy guy mostly this is who i'm this goes to but i guess this could apply to a girl too bill comes you say hey listen i've had a terrific time tonight i would love to treat you if you don't feel comfortable with that i'd be happy splitting it it's perfect you let reassure her you've had a great time you tell her you want to treat her and that's why you want to doing it it's not pressing too much. Hey, come on. No, no, no. I insist. No, no, no. Let me do it. Let me do it. Come on. Come on. None of that shit. No. It's calm. It's it's respectful. It's showing that you're willing to comply. If she's not feeling it, that's good too. Let's just say she had a terrible time on the, on the date and she has a guilty conscience. She doesn't want you, she, you to pay. She's never going to see you again. That type of thing. Just let her pay. Sure. And then next time, you guys could do it a different way. You know, she could pay next time for the whole thing or you can or whatever. I think splitting it's a safe bet. 
I do know also, you know, the old school mentality or, you know, maybe like down south, it's custom to the guy to always treat. I recognize that, but I still think it's always good to do that approach. And more than likely, it'll work for both parties. They'll kind of get what they want. Um, Billy, thank you very much for writing. For any of you that have questions, um, you want to write me, uh, write me m.violet at personaldatingassistance.com that's m as in matthew dot v as in victor i as in igloo o as in octopus l as in lilac e as in elephant t as in thomas t as in thomas e as in elephant at personaldatingassistance.com and assistance that's a-s-s-i-s-t-a-n-t-s uh please check out our website for a full list of our services rates testimonials articles a list of our team and their bios, much, much more. That's www.personaldatingassistance.com. Turn in, tune in next time for a brand new analysis. I'll be answering another email. Thank you all very much for listening. I know times are crazy. Hopefully this helps. Hopefully you guys are still swiping on Tinder. Hopefully you guys are getting dates. Hopefully you guys are sexting. No, I don't know. Hopefully you guys are still alive, safe, all that shit. Sorry about what's going on with the world. Uh, I hope things improve. I really do. Um, Be safe. Have a good week. Thank you very much. Signing off. This is Matthew Violet. Take care.